What is up, my friends? Welcome back. I'm the Zim. This is the Zim Video and the Creative Mind Podcast. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us today on the YouTube. We're doing another live on YouTube. So the reason I say this is um, the Creative Mind Podcast as well as the Zim Video is because I publish it on both places. However, if you're watching on YouTube, you get to see it first on YouTube. And today we're going to be talking all about the um, MCU and most specifically the last episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and how amazing it was. I just realized I didn't set up my background like I like it. So I'm going to do that real quick. There we go. <laughs> We're back. I don't know. There's something about it. I was like, weekend a little bit but anyways here we are back so if you want to if you want to support this i mean if you're on youtube we have the super chat we have chat badges we have um you know all those ways if you're watching this after the fact if you're listening to it after the fact on youtube it's um you have the applause feature of course subscribing is is super amazing subscribing to the thing if you have any questions throughout the show those that are watching live feel free to put them in the chat i think so this is the second time i've done this show live and i learned something the first time around is kind of i'm gonna focus on just getting my thoughts and ideas out i do a few live things here on youtube and some of the things i'm learning i can do like it's all about interaction and some things it's like let me just say my ideas and then i'll kind of go back through the comments or something but i'm prioritizing just my thoughts and ideas a little bit so anyway that's how it's working on youtube if you're listening to this after the fact on the creative mind podcast um, and you want to make a comment based on something I said, then you have to go over to the YouTube side. Or if you're watching this on YouTube and you're like, man, I'd, and you're not paying for the premium feature on YouTube where you can turn off the screen and put the phone in your pocket easily and you want a, more of a podcast experience, then the, you know, each one will be in the description of, um, of each place so you can find the other place in the description on youtube you can find the podcast on the podcast creative mind you can find the youtube all right i think that's it oh and support the biggest thing i'm trying to get 100 patreon supporters by 2022 the year 2022 so right now we're up to nine if you want to support this it's patreon.com slash the zim and the link is in the description on both places so check him um, consider it if you're if you found anything i've ever done enjoyable um and find value in any of it. I would super love your support trying to make this, trying to create a job versus get a job. And this is what I'm trying to do. So let's do it. Your support is amazing. All right, let's go. So I have um, some notes. I was going to totally freeform this, but I have some notes. But um, so we're on the, we did the last episode. What'd you think? Did you think it was as amazing as I thought it was? So what I've noticed from the kind of, the other pundits out there. So I, the places that I listen to um, other ideas the most is the John Campia show. I got the Rob core. It's um, hype pop. I can't geek culture. I remember geek culture explained, I think is what he calls it, but he also has a show called comic books explain um, the Rob core on YouTube and then on YouTube, new rock star. So those are the three places I tend to listen to my, you know, one, 
my, the version of me <laughs> out there in a way there they've been doing it a lot longer they have a lot of different ideas um, they do a lot more diverse things like john campy is all all movies all different movies and stuff um new rockstar same thing kind of all different movies um and then the rob core is all different pop culture and comic books in general but this show here what i'm doing is just kind of narrowly focused on just the mcu and that's it and we've been able to do it for a few episodes of WandaVision, and then I've done it for every episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, kind of like an after, let things digest a little, let the internet decide what it wants to say. And we we kind of, part of the this idea of this show is to react to the reactions uh, and also the show itself. And one of the things I've, I've personally noticed is I like this show, I like this show way more than most of the other pundits out there. Like most of the other pundits are kind of a lukewarm reception to it. They're like, it was good, really well produced. Like, but I'm like, this was freaking amazing. And I'll tell you why for me, it was so amazing. Um, but in, in comparison, let's do first, before we jump into that, before I tell you why I thought it was amazing, let's do, I wanna compare it to WandaVision a little bit and go like, okay, so we have these two different treatments of a, marvel mcu show on disney plus how it's you know potentially fits into the greater cinematic universe you know kevin feige has said that he doesn't want the tv basically tv shows the disney plus shows i'll say to affect like you don't need to have watched these to understand the um the the movies and a, a good example that i kind of recognize by watching falcon and the winter soldier so we end we end end game with old man cap giving the shield to sam and then we end falcon and the winter soldier with sam being captain america so and then so if they decide to do another show um you know another movie with captain america oops my video went off sorry guys um coming right back i gotta touch the camera first thing so that patreon i was talking about <laughs> <laughs> and support for the channel first thing i'm gonna do is buy a new like webcam but i'm still here so i'm here now but um so you don't really need to um you don't really need to um have seen falcon and the winter soldier to understand that sam what is captain america if all you're doing is watching the movies because you saw the end of endgame he got the shield he was told by Captain America, this now belongs to you. And then when we possibly pick up in the next um, movie, we see um, Sam as Captain America. So logically, we didn't have to see this whole like kind of origin story of Sam as Captain America to understand that he was Captain America. So that's kind of an example, I think, of how they are allowing us to not need the the series to these 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 disney plus series to understand what's happening in the overall mcu movies i mean possibly there are some new obviously there's going to be nuance like is um john walker gonna is u.s agent gonna show up in an actual series in an actual movie so then it's like well where did he come from are they going to explain him when he does show up on the big screen if they do it that way um you know there are going to be definitely some things to explain but not everything but so let's compare this, going back to my original question, comparing Falcon and the Winter Soldier to WandaVision. And, you know, could we, is it possible to say which one was better or not? Because um, clearly they were two different styles of movies. Um, and so 
uh, I'm not movies, two different series. They had two different, very different tones, very different production style, you know? So they're, they're very different, but I guess, I mean, if you had to, I don't know, um, the, where, where I'm landing on, I did feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was a better overall completed idea than WandaVision. And it's comparing like, it's like comparing two amazing things. It's not like saying one of them sucked and one of them was better. It's like, these are both amazing, but one was a little more amazing. And to me, if I'm putting my money on it, I feel like Falcon and the Winter Soldier was slightly more amazing. And the reasons why I'm saying it is because I feel like the overall production of the entire show was a lot tighter, like much tighter, like the visuals, the camera work, the soundtrack, the costume, like everything was like on point for the most part. I mean, there's a few things I had issues with well, one thing I can think of, I mentioned last episode, which was the some of the soundtrack choices in the episode five. I was like, yeah, feels a little like, you know, um, public domain we're getting into right here. Like the, the score of some of the stuff. But anyways, I talked about that last, last episode. You can go check it out if you want. Um, but, but that was it. But where WandaVision, there was a lot more. Almost every episode had things where it felt like it was made for TV kind of versus made for a cinematic kind of quality. There were things like that that really didn't feel. And then the the kind of weirdness of it. I mean, I love the weirdness of it. And it's more of like I have to love the MCU to understand WandaVision and really get into it. Where there's a lot of people out there, my mom kind of included, where it just felt a little weird if she's not totally as nerdy as I am about the MCU. So she's not, you know, and I just feel like that kind of knocked it down just a little bit like it, it wasn't as in inviting um is kind of the word i'm looking for but it wasn't as accessible to everybody you kind of had to get it and it take and it took a while it took a few episodes like the first three episodes or is definitely the first two episodes were like what is going on and and then and then the other the biggest probably problem with wandavision was the the length of the episodes they were just way too short where Falcon and the Winter Soldier had the perfect length. Basically, you got like 50 minutes of good, I mean, I felt like it was like 45 to 50 minutes of good show, whereas WandaVision, it, it got short sometimes, and it was just like, this is too short, <laughs> too short, and you were just leaving wanting more. So that's why, that's a couple of reasons why I put Falcon and Winter Soldier above it. And then, so getting into why like this so much was too, too, Two reasons. And if you're not hearing or seeing or addressing or looking at these two reasons um, as like a primary vehicle, like to me, these were the two points. This is what I feel is the point of this show more than anything else, more than developing the characters, more than anything. And the two points was addressing, addressing racism in our society, number one, like big, like super huge this is like one of the most important issues in our society and they addressed it head on and talked about it and i'm like thank you for doing that so this that was number number one biggest reason and number two biggest reason was addressing mental health and i know wandavision addressed mental health it was a big part of it you know going through grief is a big part of it so they they kind of addressing mental health and things like that but in the way they addressed mental health in this one just felt like and combined with the racism idea was just super important. Two 
two ideas within our society that are polarizing, that are misunderstood, that are just need more attention, need more need more people to talk about them, need more people to understand them, need more people to kind of make it less, um, to need to be normalized in a way that doesn't you know, make people feel bad on both racism and on, um, and on mental health. Two topics that we need to talk more about on the regular. And they gave us this opportunity. They gave us the opportunity to talk about these two issues that I think are so vitally important to bettering our society. So um, that is why Falcon and the Winter Soldier for me is like, is the better of the two shows is because they brought up serious issues that everybody needs to look at and talk about and be confronted with. And then on this racism idea, I wanted to mention as well, I'm fully aware that this is Hollywood's version of addressing racism, you know, which is, you know, we, we see it all the time. There's lots of movies, there's lots of TV shows. I get it. And I get that it's like there's a degree of potential tokenism about their addressing of racism um, within it as well. I get that. But in my opinion, as long as we're, we're having the conversation, no matter what platform it's being presented to us, is worth it. And so I don't want to sell it short. And I realize I'm a white man talking about this. So, you know, I only have my perspective to come from. But I think it's vitally important that we're talking about these issues as often as possible and bring and 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 putting them out to as many people as possible. And what better platforms than, you know, our streaming services, our, our beloved shows to talk about issues that need to be talked about. So that is why, for me, Falcon Winter Soldier was a little bit more of a better show than WandaVision. All right, let's talk about the way I've been breaking down this show um, is I kind of go through each character I'm trying to think. I didn't really, like I said already, I really didn't really write down many notes or any note. I wrote down a couple notes, but last minute, like five minutes before I started the show, I was going to try to wing it all the way. But um, I'm here now doing the thing. Um, the uh, We go through, um, there's one other issue. Okay, one other issue, I guess I can bring out the top. Um, I'll save it for when I talk about Carly. I'll save it for when I talk about Carly. So the the name of this episode is One World, One People. Uh, very kind of had that that tone of like Hail Hydra, right? The way they use that One World, One People to do this kind of like whisper to their 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 people, right? But um, it's interesting. This over overall kind of they need you know I know there's tropes, there's tropes and hot, there's tropes in story writing just make it a little bit easier. Um, so we're definitely potentially within a, one of those other tropes. We need this kind of evil, uh, somewhat evil kind of, I mean, there's they, they kind of like split Hydra into two things in a way. They have Sharon Carter and her relationship with the power broker. Um, and then they we have the, you know, the, the Flag Smashers, but kind of had two versions of Hydra going on. So we'll talk more about that in a little bit. So that was just something to notice. So let's talk about Sam. This is clearly, they they definitely gave a good uh, split of time between Sam and Bucky because it was like the final episode. They both are billed. They're, they're both the top billing of the show. Um, I feel like they gave e pretty equal time and they gave pretty equal like depth to what they were bringing to the episode, especially like... Um, at the end with Bucky, but we'll talk about that a little bit. But let's talk about Sam first. Okay, first off, what did you guys think of the the suit? I personally didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it. I mean, I love... So first, let me say first, new favorite 
character. I mean, so I have a couple favorite MCU characters. The so WandaVision, Jimmy Woo is like he's I love it. I love Jimmy Woo. I want more Jimmy Woo. More Jimmy Woo in my life. I need more Jimmy Woo. But the um after this episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Captain America. Like Sam as I don't know the Captain America is now like my my new favorite character and I just loved and I'll talk about more why why my new favorite character but I just love what happened in this episode with Captain America but but let's talk about the suit first we um we get introduced to the suit that's what Wakanda made him the suit I just feel like as like a so as an artist so I got my undergraduate degree in fiber arts I'm interested in you know fashion design I've sewn my own clothes so this aesthetics of clothing and and costuming and I'm a big fan of like cosplay and all this kind of stuff so I, I I pay attention to these kind of things and to me the suit was a little bit chunky it just didn't feel quite right especially in the shoulder area it just didn't feel like they could have slimmed it down I mean he's like he's like flying in this suit so I think it should have been more like aerodynamic and tighter and just less chunky it just felt kind of chunky it felt like it was like a battle suit for more when he's on the ground but less for when he's flying and i actually just thought of that like i knew i didn't like the suit but i didn't know totally why but talking out like this i'm just not a fan i like the color choices i like the white the primarily white kind of vibe of it it felt a little i don't know i think they could have hidden the that bold stars and stripes aspect a little more made it incorporate a little more i know it's references really closely one of the suits he wears in the comics so but i just felt like especially the the shoulders just bug me and then the head cow idea like i don't think it quite worked for for tv adaptation or like you know they did that you know that's the way he wears it in the comics but it just looked a little weird like the way it kind of pinched around his ears a little bit i think they should have redesigned it and plus out of all the Captain Americas that should be wearing a helmet, don't you think the one that's flying should be the one wearing a full helmet? Doesn't that make sense? I mean, why is the one that's flying not wearing a full helmet when the other two are, you know, Captain America and faux Captain America when John Walker was doing it earlier in the episode? They, they always, you know, what they do in movies is they always find a reason to take off the helmet. They don't want to have their lead actors faces covered is just a thing of movies watch movies whenever you see a movie of somebody in a mask they find a way to take the mask off is nine times out of ten you know barring two things i can think of mandalorian there it's not really about taking the mask off and i watched the movie dread judge dread with um carl urban and i don't think he took his mask off ever i don't know but so like those those are two exceptions but nine times out of ten or i'd like 9.9 times out of 10 in movies they're always looking for a way to take the mask off so and the helmet mask idea so the fact that um sam didn't get a full helmet for his role as captain america just makes no sense to me so there's my thing that's the only and and that's totally subjective like my opinion on on sam's captain america outfit totally subjective but i didn't like it. I obviously loved the show, thought it was amazing, but I didn't like the Captain America suit very much. Um, but the the point about this episode for Sam for me was I think Steve Rogers would have been proud um, in terms of 
that speech he gave at the end, like, was a very, like, it's like once you take on the mantle of Captain America, like, something, like, clicks in your brain, and you give these amazing speeches, and, like, he's no exception, and, and wasn't he the one, didn't he, I, I don't know if this joke came up a few times, it did come up, two times I can think of it came up in, in, um, the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, was when, when in, in Captain America Winter Soldier, when, um, Steve Rogers, Captain America, is standing in the 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 kind of PA booth inside of the um, the Shield headquarters, and he's giving this speech over the intercom to everybody in Shield, and then and then the Falcon says, "Did you practice that, or did you come on? Was that off the top of your head? You know?" So he makes that joke about the speech, and then later in Endgame, Rocket does kind of the same thing with Captain America. He's like, "He's pretty good at that," you know. So that idea that these the whoever is holding the mantle of Captain America just automatically has the ability to like <laughs> make amazing speeches. It's like perfect. It's so good. I just love that that kind of um, uh, attention to detail with the how they wrote the characters. And I, I'm really you know when Falcon honestly when Anthony Mackie first was cast at Fal as Falcon, I wasn't totally convinced. Like I wasn't, and but he's really like something about he he has personally developed this character into understanding captain america and this arc that he went through in this show with dealing with racism and dealing with you know this whole idea where like he was confronted with just amazing i think it was really well written and really well acted i really believed anthony mackie's portrayal of the struggle that he was thinking about and you know and they showed him as they really showed him as someone that deserves, like he's a kind, compassionate person to his sister, to his community, to Bucky. And like he, he gets that. And like he was like a, a, you know, a VA, you know, therapist, like kind of person. So he really has a compassion in his heart, which is really, I think, you know, this whole idea of the serum um, kind of accentuate or elevates or brings out more of who you already are and for sam it's like um he brings out the fact that he is a compassionate person and understands people and and it was shown in that last speech as well it's like i really appreciate um the attention to detail with how marvel they like they're staying true to form with um how they are kind of talking about the serum and for everybody that they has had the serum it's brought out more of who they are from from um you know it was steve rogers obviously and then we had you know uh john walker you know he had he was kind of an arrogant kind of and he kind of brings that out carly brings out that kind of part of her that was more um against the system kind of thing and then you know with sam it just brings out more of his compassion and it's just it's really really cool i really um, appreciate that Bucky's uh, Bucky's arc through this whole thing was amazing too so the two you know Sam obviously the racism thread Bucky the mental health thread with therapy and that that whole idea and coming to terms and dealing with your demons I mean I don't know I'd really curious I've never gone to AA and I've never been a part of any of that Alcoholics Anonymous and what's the the companion to that there's another one but I wonder what they would say about his arc through the movie and how he deal with things um but uh the ending when he's you know obviously he it, it was pretty predictable but he did it he had to kind of 
give he had to come you know what sam said in the last episode which was like you know you you have to give service to these people you have to you have to do something for them and then you'll feel freed you know and that makes total sense and it's like when you're struggling and and you know it just it's it's so true it's so true so i really appreciate that they showed that and hopefully people will think about how when they're struggling with issues maybe it's not about you know you maybe it's about what you can do as service for somebody else and that'll lift the burden off of you um so amazing really appreciated his arc curious to see like i brought up like i've heard small parts on the internet about like are they gonna make a second season of this show and if so are they gonna call it captain america and the white wolf because something that was pointed out on new rock stars i believe was where i heard it was they didn't use the winter soldier sound that that screams i guess it was based on his scream when he fell from the train they kind of tweaked it and then made it into his kind of theme whenever the winter soldier was kind of came up it was that really cool sonic scream that was underneath the soundtrack a little bit they didn't use that at all once they showed him in wakanda kind of getting out of that 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 kind of um mind lock that he was in that um, that brain, I can't think of the right word, but, um, so they didn't use it. And I, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then, so this other idea came up, like, is he going to take on the mantle of the white wolf? Is the white wolf going to be his new mantle from here on out? You know, it's going to be Captain America and the white wolf if they do a season two, or if he shows up in other episodes, are they going to reference him as the white wolf more often? Are they just going to drive that home when black Panther two comes out? Like, is he going to be a part of it? You know, it'll be interesting to see where that develops where that develops john walker as um as u.s agent now so really somewhat there's a degree of suspended disbelief with this episode with you know how are we supposed to feel about john walker obviously up to the last episode he we were like get that guy out of here <laughs> you know it's like we knew something was coming we knew he wasn't going to be gone completely but then he kind of like somewhat tries to redeem himself in this episode and it felt a little forced, but I get it. But I feel like Sam and Bucky should have been a little more standoffish with them and been like, you know, thanks for the help, but you're you're messed up, man. <laughs> you're messed up. I don't know. But then again, well, as far as Bucky's concerned, he's got he can't hold things against other people because he's going through it too. So he has to allow other characters and other people to redeem themselves. Sam not so much i guess because he i don't know it's just an interesting thing so now we know he's u.s agent and how that's going to play obviously they developed they they created u.s agent differently than they did in the comics and how it's going to be there's as we've talked about before are is contessa um going to be is she like a stand-in or an idea like she's kind of like a anti nick fury in a way or she has it seems like there's there's not the she's like if 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 uh ross thunderbolt ross was more of a nick fury she's like thunderbolt ross's version of nick fury you know doesn't quite see the whole picture and has this agenda kind of military agenda and maybe they're working together are they going to create the thunderbolts um we'll talk about zemo in a little bit but he's plays a factor into this whole thing um which is how the comic books written it and it's just interesting to, to see that. But 
like where where is John Walker gonna be in this this whole concept? U.S. agent gonna be where is he gonna show up next? Are they gonna make a U.S. agent series? Are they gonna make a Thunderbolt series so they don't even ever bring U.S. agent into the, like the cinematic universe? They just leave them in the the Disney Plus universe. Um, so it won't be confusing for people in the cinematic universe to go like, well, who's this guy? Oh, you mean I have to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier to know where this guy came from? Which is what I've, you know, what I've heard they're not going to do. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see with that. Um, Sharon Carter as the power broker. So I've been on the power broker, Sharon Carter power broker train from the moment she showed up. Uh, my mom, as you if you've heard all these episodes, my mom was actually the one that said it because I probably wouldn't have thought of it unless she said it because I was like, I still had the memory of Sharon Carter as, you know, kind of Steve Rogers potential girlfriend for a minute. And just like that whole thing, like feeling like she was in this kind of righteous place with her ideology. Um, and so being convinced that she would turn so doesn't it didn't make sense to me and it still really doesn't make sense however i think that's what they've decided to i think they've decided the writers at disney and you know the whole the mcu they decided let's just take sharon carter down this path let's just go here if it doesn't totally make sense who cares we're going there no big deal and like this term if you don't know suspended disbelief i've used it many times it's something that you it's a term used in movie making because there are certain things where you just can't explain every detail of so you just have to go okay i'll suspend my disbelief i'll believe this is possible just for the sake of the story and not going to get hung up on it and so that's really where i think sharon carter not just potentially as the power broker but sharon carter as a nefarious individual like is i'm like okay okay great they make they're they're deciding to write her this way that's great i don't I love it. I think she's badass. I think that, I don't know who the actor, Ellie Van, Emily Van Camp is like the, the sequence where she was kicking ass in the, in the first episode. She, I think it was episode three, like the power broker. I think it was the name of the episode. Um, awesome. Like they did such a good job. She's such a good action person. I love her expression. I actually really like the way she, her face looks. I like her nose shit. Like she's not a typical, you know, she's not just a typical, like, um, model-esque looking person she's she's got some character in her face you know especially her nose shape and so i just really find it like i like it i like it a lot so um there's a lot of things about the the actress and then the the the, the, the direction of the character that i like i mean again like i was saying earlier maybe they need they're kind of recreating this hydra-esque idea like this plant within but you know it's a trope but who cares? You know, let's just, let's just run with it. Let's just go. It's fine. Um, who, so this is why I haven't said, so up till this moment, up till this recording of the, or like after the show, I was like, she's the power broker easy, you know, but they haven't yet definitively said, she hasn't said, she hasn't said, I am the power broker. You know, it's still this implied kind of concept. It's like they're trying, and now they've like really implied it to us. So it's like, now I kind of believe it a little bit less because the two things, so there's one reason why you'd believe, okay, she is because this happened. And and that is that she killed Batrock the Leaper. 
so he's dead because he was trying to extort potentially going to extort her for being the power broker but i and that makes sense if you if you connect those dots that makes sense but it doesn't necessarily in my opinion mean that's why she killed him she could have just killed him because he, she's working for the power broker and you know we don't want this mess we don't want this mess at all so she he's gone a i don't want to be you know, blackmailed or extorted, try to be extorted like that and be, you know, this kind of rumor about the potential of the power, me being the power. I don't want that attention. So you're, you're gone. And so there's that aspect. And then, but when, when, when Carly and her are talking, it's like the, she, Car, Carly says the power broker isn't as powerful without their, his, the, the muscle the power broker needs their muscle you know or, or sense or some but she didn't say it they were very they were very careful about how she said those lines and she didn't say sharing was the power broker she said the power broker isn't as powerful without the muscle or something i can't remember the line exactly um and so so that's the thing to to look out for so because like on the phone when she leaves like that post credit scene when she leaves and she says on the phone now we have access to all these like who is she talking to is she maybe she is talking to the actual power broker at that point or maybe she's just talking to her secretary like the person that drove her in the that one episode episode three Nila water talking to him so excited today talking about this i don't know if this one it says one person is watching me and if you've been here the whole time, thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> but uh, so, um, so yeah, so that's where I feel with the Sharon card. So it's just kind of, it's still a wait. And, it's now it's become more of a wait and see for me to see where they take this character because, you know, there'll probably be some, we'll see what happens with, you know, the interviews and different things like that. When people are talking, when the writers are talking about the show and when they, when they, bring up um sharon carter as the power broker and is she actually the power broker and how they answer that if they give if multiple people give a definitive she is the power broker then maybe you know then we know but if they kind of dance around it a little bit maybe they're waiting to reveal something still somewhere else which will be interesting who knows where where is this all going they they definitely feel like this series is not done it feels like it's not there's so they they introduced this last episode especially they they introduced so many different like okay what's what now <laughs> and that's one of them the sharon carter power broker thing is just one of these like what now and the other what now thing is what i mentioned already the john walker but contessa val don't call me val <laughs> contessa don't call me val um and how she's going to develop so i heard this i think it was on um it was on Rob Core, the Geek Culture Explained, is this idea like you don't bring in Julie Louis Dreyfus to do what she did. You don't bring in an actress of that caliber to just be that. So she, it feels like she is going to be in the, one of the next features. It's like you wouldn't not bring her and put her in a feature if you have her or somehow or give her her own series. Like if the Thunderbolts become a series, then she is the main person through the series. She's like the Nick Fury of the series or something. Like she's a main, I don't know. But you don't bring her in just to do that. You 
you get her on contract and there's more to be left to for her to do there's more for her to do so we'll see where that goes um it's interesting the to, to consider and see where it all goes so carly dies she's our death you know maybe she'll resurrect i mean she is a super soldier maybe she's not really dead <laughs> you know who knows maybe they're whoever took her is te- doing t- running tests on her who knows you know maybe we'll see this kind of like frankenstein frankenstein's monster carly i don't know but because one of the things about the mcu is the fake death universe you know like nobody really dies <laughs> it seems like everybody kind of comes back i mean we're going to see at some point we're going to see iron man again especially since they've opened up this we're going to see a robert downey jr iron man is what i'm saying and um and obviously we're seeing <coughs> we're seeing black widow again even though we know it's before the fact even though she's dead we're going to see her again so but but the fact that they're opening up the the multiverse and all this stuff you know we're going to see these characters pop up in maybe small roles somewhere here and there but they're going to come up again um anyways the fake death universe and then of course what they did with loki which is like he died in one timeline but we're just picking up a secondary timeline of this character so and now he exists so will he be wrapped back into the main timeline at some point because we all love loki i don't know we'll talk about that later but um that's an interesting concept to think about um but carly so here's the thing like the the guy uh, eric boss over at new rockstar says you know he makes the comparison of you know, the insurrectionists in January 6th with the Flag Smashers and then says, don't make that comparison. And it's like, how can you not make that comparison? That's like, I, I think you're, 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 you're just fooling yourself if you're not making a Flag Smashers insurrectionist comparison. How can you just not make that? It just, it's, it parallels perfectly. Two ideologies that are misguided ziglets and use violence and you know, insurrection and that kind of thing to try to attain their goals. I mean, it's like you can't get more parallel. You can't make a, a closer comparison than the Flag Smashers with the insurrections. It's just like, I don't know. So I just wanted to say that. <laughs> it's just totally, totally. It's like, how can you not? How can you not? But anyways, interesting. That's all I had to say about Carly. I did, in As far as this episode goes with her, you know, I honestly, I think as a whole, as I start to think about it, I wasn't all that impressed with the Flag Smasher kind of just group of people. It was clearly if she's really dead, it was just kind of like something to carry this movie. They just needed to develop the characters. So they were like, like the they were like the sacrificial kind of idea that's going to just, you know, be within Falcon and the Winter Soldier and then they're done. You know, they all blew up at the end, which is the next thing I need to talk about. So they like, yeah, they just killed them all, essentially. They're all dead. So, yeah, it totally. Now that I'm thinking about it even more, talking about it, it was just all they needed was to use something to help carry these character developments, talk about Bucky, talk about Sam, and where we need to like have something for them to kind of fight against or like something to, to move this story forward. And it was the flag, flag smashers, and that was it. And that's kind of how I feel about Carly as a character as well. I didn't... I'm not attacked. I, just, I never really was like super stoked on it. Never super stoked. Um, so Zemo is the last character I think to talk about, and it kind of connects 
so like the the there's a couple trees that we've been like where are they going what branches are are going to be grow off of this this show we just saw and like he's part of the branch of the thunderbolts because he's on the raft right now he's in prison he's you know supposedly they were it's implied that thunderbolt ross is like in charge of the raft or has a close connection with it because that's the, basically the last time we saw him was he was there and we have the thunderbolts and this whole idea that you know this anti avengers team this dark avengers team this or you know there's like a few teams that u.s agent is a part of that zemo is a part of and zemo led one of them at one time so there's as far as the comic book goes they, that's the potential to see where these ideas are are going um and so we'll see if he i mean what's uh was the name of the actor brule i can't remember his first name but um he uh uh, again, like what, well, like I was saying about um, about uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus, you know, you don't have an actor of that caliber and not use him, you know. So he's gonna potentially, I could see him showing up in a feature again or somewhere uh, because he's just a great actor. And if he's willing to, you know, sign the contract, like let's get him, let's let's get him on screen some more. I'd love to see more of this weird power that's like eccentric, militarized, eccentric you know, idealized, um, you know, his, he's got his moral compass is no supers, you know, <laughs> like that's his moral compass. And he, but he's this eccentric rich guy that has weird quirks and he's, he's international because yeah, it's just like cool, cool, like layers of character. And I'd love to see more with him. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm curious. So Somebody else, one of the other shows I watched made the connection that even though the butler was kind of the one that pulled the trigger on the bomb, uh, <laughs> at first I was like, okay, so if the butler can do this, why was it so tough for everyone else to kind of like, why was this movie, so, why did we need six episodes to like finish this off? But I realized somebody said that Contessa, you know, that little play where she's like, oh, maybe I did it. Maybe I was involved. Maybe I wasn't. Or maybe I was, you know, like that whole play. So she probably was involved in it and he just helped and they worked with Zemo in some way. I don't know. They were like, we need somebody. Hey, Zemo, do you have somebody we can use to, you know, cover this or help this out? So, um, yeah, so that's that's what I think about that. I was kind of like, ah, how does the butler, how's the butler able to do this? But anyways, that's it. So what did you guys think about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as a whole, as a final episode, as I said at the beginning, I thought it was amazing. I, I'm, I'm excited. My son actually watched through all of this one, so I'm excited to talk to him about this. My son and daughter both didn't watch WandaVision, so when, when the pandemic ends and we're able to kind of travel through between houses again, top of my list of priorities is watching these two shows. Like, just have like movie night and just sit down and watch the whole thing in one shot with my kids pop popcorn and just kind of take in that experience um the falcon and winter soldier one will be a little bit tougher because it's basically six hours it's longer the um wandavision will be a little easier because they're shorter shorter episodes but um yeah what did you guys think i mean if you want to tell me you can do it in the chat or you can do it after the fact in the comments on the youtube and I, you know, I'd love to hear what you guys think about the show and what you're hoping for the future. What you, what some of your hopes that they take these characters, 
but yeah, just I love Captain America. I really hope they make a Captain. I heard actually somewhere that they're in planning to make a fourth Captain America movie, and having Falcon or you know Sam as Captain America in this like feature movie. I want that so bad. I want the I want this Captain America's feature movie. Um, I want that so bad. I'm so ready for it. Let's bring it. Let's do it. I'd love to see where that happens. Um, I'm looking forward to see where he potentially pops up in other movies, you know, like the crossover ideas, you know, it's like, even though, you know, so many of our movies like Thor Ragnarok is Thor's movie. I mean, it was also a Hulk movie. I mean, it was like there's, and so what other movies is Captain America going to be a part of in the future? That's like not a Captain America movie. Looking forward to see how that plays out as well. Hey, Roz XZX. Thanks, man. I'm just, I'm getting close to wrapping this up. If you're loving the MCU like I am, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts or if you have a question or anything for me, MCU related as a whole or Falcon and Winter Soldier final episode or this series. If you want to, you want me to like answer something for you, then drop it in the chat. But I appreciate you letting me know that you're here. That's awesome. Um, the last thing, and I've, I've really, I've really just finished off, I think, everything I need to say about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But um, let's talk a little bit about Loki because that is the next thing on the slate. So the plan for me for the MCU after show is basically, I guess I get a break until Loki, unless some really significant news drops. I might do something like just my favorite MCU movies and list them off. Or I don't know, I might do something just to throw in another just a reason to talk about the MCU. Maybe there'll be another trailer that drops. Maybe there'll be another trailer for Shang-Chi that drops that we can talk about. Maybe there'll be um, something like that. I think isn't I don't have the dates in front of me, but isn't um, Black Widow even after Loki? I think it's after Loki it's in the summer and deeper into the summer. Um, so we have those two things to look forward to. Um, we have news that came out that Sony and Marvel are working on more things. Where the the so the Spider Man, if you if you have Disney Plus right now, you we can't watch the Spider the Tom Holland Spider Mans on um, Disney Plus. They're not available. So, but they're working out an arrangement that those movies are now going to be available on Disney Plus as well. So that means they're in talks, and it'll be interesting to see what happens there. We heard um, from just to talk about the greater MCU as well, we've heard that um, Doc Ock, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but the, we have Doc Ock from the Tobey Maguire um, cinematic universe. We've heard that the, the word is that we're picking up the exact moment he, he he's kind of like dying in the Hudson. He's like going down in the Hudson River. He's basically, we assume he's dead, but the, the assumption is from that moment, is when we get to meet him again in the MCU. Like that's when the the word is that that's where his because we know he's gonna be in the next Spider-Man movie, the same actor, the same character. So they're doing this multiverse thing, and it's and somehow like the the assumption is there was a time portal at the bottom of the the river, and he got sucked in, and all of a sudden he's in you know our timeline of the MCU, and it's like what is going on? So. That's some interesting news that came out recently. But um, so basically what I'm trying to say is what if there's significant news, if there's significant stuff that drops between now and the beginning of Loki, I'll do a show on it just to talk about it. Probably be a lot shorter than these ones because it'll only be one nugget of an idea. 
but um but i definitely want to keep this mcu after show going this this conversation around the mcu going but it really is based on drops of things it's not a, it's not going to be a weekly show just because it's it's like if there was a show that came out we'll talk about it as a post kind of reaction to the show but also a reaction to all the other pundits that are out there um talking about well not all of them the three that i follow the most which is john campia's show on youtube um geek, Col- geek culture explained on youtube with the rob core and new rock stars are the three places where i I kind of check them out after something drops. They kind of do breakdowns. They talk about it. They give their ideas. And I go, hmm, I don't know if I agree with that. I didn't, this time around, I didn't um, really check in with the the um, John Campia show as much as I normally would have. Because I kind of feel like he's kind of said some things that I, I already kind of was like, I don't know. You're He's the type that I think watches it based on, like, he wouldn't even talk about the racial racism theme and the 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 mental health theme like he won't even talk about it and it's like so he'll he'll rate he'll view the the show on different things when it's like well if you if you're not gonna look at like what i think is the most significant port part of the show you're missing like a giant part of the show <laughs> so it's like i don't know he just he, he he likes to stay away from anything that's polarizing politically polarizing and racism obviously is a very politically polarizing idea so and this show the this whole series of falcon and winter soldier was like racism was like a main vehicle to create it so interesting to think about but um so loki let's talk about loki super stoked for loki what it's june 11th is when it's dropping so some a couple days after june 11th will be my my mcu after show about it um super stoked are you stoked for it as, as as much as i am obviously all these shows so we've gotten these different feels we have the 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 wizardy feel of the but still earthbound wizardy earthbound magic you know kind of weirdness you know with wandavision we have like the military arm the the captain america the winter soldier you know we have all Thunderbolt Ross. We have all the the government, you know, Stars and Stripes. We have we had this with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then we have the outer worldly. We have like the cosmic, the introduction of the cosmic. However, a lot of it is gonna be connected to. Well, it seemed like in the previews there was definitely a lot of outer worldly stuff as well, but they also is a a lot of Earthbound stuff as well. So it'd be interesting because clearly they have to connect it to Earth somehow. Um, so they'll do that, but the previews look. I mean, I'm I'm loving what I'm seeing in the previews. And it's going to be exciting to see where they take it, and then also how it connects to the greater MCU um, and how it's going to connect to potentially like multiverses. I mean, they are just laying multiverse right out in front of us because it, that's what it's all about. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if if this show combined with what I've heard about multiverse of madness dr shane's multiverse of madness is are they trying to introduce the multiverse to to kind of close it back together so that it's not confusing or are we introducing the multiverse to keep it open so that we have all these different potential storylines and then how's that gonna relate like i mean the x-men you know are and the mutants and the x-men like this it seems like 
there's two things with the Mar the the X Men and the and the mutants. They could either introduce them through the multiverse, and somehow when it maybe it like collapses back together, that's how we get our new timeline that we have has mutants that way, and then so we have this whole history of mutants, or mutants have always been around in the same way that um, who was it? There was a character that they oh. How Isaiah, oh, I, I didn't talk about Isaiah today. I didn't talk about Isaiah, and he was one of my favorite characters. Anyways, Isaiah, you were one of my favorites. I appreciate, um, well, was he, yeah, he had a little bit in this show. Obviously, they they did the, they did the, um, they gave him the, the, you know, the, the museum thing. So, Isaiah, I loved Isaiah. Isaiah was one of my favorites. But um, the way, like, Isaiah always existed in, oh, man, my camera shut off again i'm still here i'm still here like i said give give me a good reason to bring up my you know the first thing with support from you guys if you decide to jump on the patreon and and you decide to um you know do use super chat or whatever if, and you know support the channel with some money then um the first thing i'm going to invest in when i get enough is a new camera that won't shut off every 30 minutes so i don't have to think about it because obviously i'm I just get going. But anyways, they're going to introduce, they could introduce mutants in the sense that they've always existed. They just happen to have been not available <laughs> when the world was coming to an end, you know, and like they were off doing something else. Potentially they could explain that they were, um, there was another, you know, world threatening incident somehow, but you feel like they would have to like reference it in somewhere along the lines like somebody would have to yeah even though thanos came here you know this happened over here one time you know and and you know cyclops and professor xavier and all those guys like took care of that one you know it's like but they i don't know i don't know how they're gonna introduce the x-men it's like i think i've said before that it part of me wouldn't mind if they kind of wrapped up this version of the mcu of the marvel cinematic universe and then just started it all from scratch again. And just was like, you know, let's just start it all over and, and recast people and just do the, th but I don't know. Is there enough Hollywood? I mean, there's so many, <laughs> so many people in Hollywood now that we love, like actors that we love that are involved in the MCU as it is right now. It's like, would it be weird if they brought them back into um, the MC, a new version of the MCU with, the mutants existing in it. I don't, I don't know. It would be weird. Like as different characters, it would be so confusing. I don't know. So I, it'll be interesting. I, they've done such a good job up to this point with, um, you know, keeping the continuity really tight. The only, the, the only chink in the continuity armor is agents of shield. Like they really wish, they really wish agents of shield didn't exist. Like Kevin Feige's like, why does that show have to exist? You know, it's like it, it was terrible and, you know, whatever. But, um, but, but, uh, yeah, but they've been doing a really good job of keeping the continuity really good and, and having these believable enough explanations why things happen the way they do, why superhuman people exist, why all this kind of stuff. Um, and so when they introduce the mutants into this world, I'm sure they'll do a great job that makes us go, you know, you're right. <laughs> this is perfect. This is exactly how they should have done it. You know, but the the two things, the, the basically the it's a kind of one thing, but the two characters, I guess, that 
I'm most concerned with is Professor Xavier and Magneto because they have that, like a lot of other characters you can kind of explain, they can, they can start now and just kind of explain their story going forward. But because Professor Xavier and Magneto have, are old, are supposed to be older and tied to like a lot of their comic stories are tied to like what we've seen in other, in the X-Men, X-Men Fox universe with World War Two and just different things like that, like Magneto being, you know, in that kind of realm. And just, so it's like to have him start now just as like a new phenomenon. I don't know. You kind of, I feel like you need that history to bring with them, but we'll see how it goes. All right. I did it. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out. I mean, I got a few of you to watch me live, which was kind of cool. There's definitely cool. It's not, there's no question about it. Super cool. So um, hopefully we can grow this. Hopefully maybe maybe something I say will get people interested after the fact so that they'll want to check it out live the next time it happens. Um, or not, you know, as long as people are watching it or listening to it on on YouTube or at Creative Mind Podcast. Um, either way, the links to either one is in the description of either one. So find it that way. And if you want to support patreon.com slash the Zim, also link in the description. And I'm trying to get up to 100 subscribers by 2020. So you want to make that happen with me? Let's go. Let's check. Just I think I would have got notified if something happened during the stream. But let's check it out just before I turn it off completely. If Patreon has more, I have nine supporters right now. Um, so we're still at nine. So nothing new happened. At least it didn't go down. <laughs> but cool all right again appreciate you guys and um as always be loving kind and patient peace